2022 ACB Virtual DC Leadership Meetings will be held Saturday, March 12th through Tuesday, March 15th. Registration is $20 for ACB members and $30 for non-members. ACB members were sent a discount code via email. If you are an ACB member and did not receive the discount code, please call the Minneapolis office at 612-332-3242. Registration closes March 9. Visit acb.org for more information or register at https slash slash tinyurl.com slash 2022-DC-Leadership-Meetings. Opinions expressed on ACB Media are those of the respective program contributors and do not necessarily reflect the views held by the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Welcome, everybody. We are so glad to have you today on our Apple presentation. We want to thank you for joining us, and it is great to be here. Um, I am Matt Volbrecht of TTJ Tech Services at www.ttjtech.net. And we are also excited to be joined by Trainer Cliff and Trainer Rita from the TTJ Instructor Team today. So we want to welcome all of you. Uh, we've got a kind of a different presentation and, for you today. And Sarah is also here. She needs to be unmuted. Oh, so she must have come in. I didn't hear her name. So uh, I guess, Cindy, she must have come in on the uh, audience side. Sarah, it might say Sarah's iPhone or Sarah Pochak. All right, I will get, get I will get her. her. Yes, You bet. Awesome. No problem Thank at all. Thank you so much. Glad to have, to have trainer Sarah here as well. Wonderful. All right. So as I say, we got a bit of a different uh, plan for you today. Instead of one specific task or app uh, that we're going to go through, we're going to talk about a day in the connected digital life. You know, so often I hear people talking about how they do things, and I think to myself, you know, you could do that with your iPad or with your iPhone or your Apple TV or, you know, a combination of Apple products, <clears throat> sometimes even some some other, um, you know, third-party products as well. But really, it is quite possible to live a uh, connected digital life where all of your devices are working for you, where everything that you have, everything that you do is is always with you, no matter where you go across all of your devices. And this is um, this is made possible through a beautiful trio of hardware, software, and services, primarily Apple, uh, because the integration of the three is so good with Apple, with their iCloud service and their continuity features and so on. But it also takes some third-party uh, accessories and devices and, and things of that nature. And so we really are very, very excited to share with you a day in the connected digital life. I'm going to give you a little bit of an overview of, of a typical day of mine, and then I'm going to let the other trainers do the same, and then we will take questions. So we'll try to keep this as concise as possible, but yet give you some, some fun details about how we do things throughout the day. Some of it may be a bit overlap because we all do, you know, sort of similar things in some regards. Uh, one of the first things that I'd like to tell you is that in the mornings, um, we can ask our devices. For example, my, um, my wife is a teacher, my kids are in school, and if they're going to school on a school day, uh, when when they leave, I might say something like, hey, Siri, is the garage door open? One sec. 
Your main garage door is closed. So she just told me that my garage door is closed. And if it were not closed, I could I could instruct Siri to close it. I can do a similar thing with our coffee maker. And usually more often than not, when my when my wife gets up, when she wakes up right from bed, she can actually uh, instruct Siri or, or she can do it in the kitchen, but she can tell Siri, make my coffee. I won't do that one right now because the, the thing will actually start, you know, but uh, she can say, make my coffee. And it will indeed do that. All you got to do is load the coffee and then she's uh, able to, uh, the coffee maker turns on. And we can do this with a lot of different devices. I can ask if my front door is locked. You know, there are all sorts of, of ways that we can use home accessories. And we'll answer any questions that, uh, that we can about those when, when the time comes. This is just sort of a, uh, an overview. So that's one of the things. We can even set it up so that when we dismiss an alarm, the coffee starts brewing automatically as well. Now, uh, as we proceed throughout the day, technology is a part of everything we do. So whether it's using, uh, you know, and, and we're, we're just getting into some of the smart uh, kitchen appliances. We've got a smart microwave in our home, which can be controlled with right now, uh, A-L-E-X-A. So I've got all three of the major personal assistants. Um, and, and that's how that one happens to work right now. We may change that at some point. Uh, but in the meantime, um, you know, if it's if it's uh, eating breakfast while watching TV, even that is uh, sprinkled with technology because we use an Apple TV for all of our television needs. We are cord cutters here. And so we watch everything on Apple TV on a variety of streaming apps and, and live TV apps. Uh, but everything's done with with that Apple flair. Now, when it is time to uh, to get to work for the day. Of course, that's all about technology because I'm a tech guy. So everything that I do is done from my iPad. And on any given day, that could be anything from uh, recording a podcast or a YouTube video, which they've kind of become one and the same now, the way we do that. Uh, what often happens is I record audio um, because not being able to see, it's a little bit difficult for me to video myself and know that I'm actually filming myself. Um so I record audio and then I just use an app like Apple Keynote or Backpack Studio and I put an image or a logo or some text in that audio file and it actually becomes a video and we can upload that to YouTube. We've met their qualifications. And uh, so we, you know, it, it could be that, it could be making podcasts, it could be assisting customers doing, provide. Um, Matthew, it says you're unmuted, but I'm not hearing you. We some writing or preparing a presentation. There you go. There it goes. Um, using uh, using Apple Pages or using Keynote, um, and and Keynote is just phenomenal for creating presentations. And so it might be that I'm that I'm doing that on a given day or working on a uh, you know a document in Pages. Uh, I've even written some books in the uh, Apple Pages app, which are uh, at least one of them is live on the Apple bookstore uh, right now. So it might be something like that. It could be working on a spreadsheet uh, for a, you know, for a client or a contracted type of position. 
It could be working on a website, right? So we run all of these things from an iPad. Um, the devices that I have, of course, the iPhone, uh, the iPad, I've, I've got um, iPads, we've got the Apple TVs, we've got HomePods, Apple Watch. You know, so all of these devices work together. We've even got a Mac here. Um, mostly my kids use that, but it is here. Uh, I, I'm really an iPad guy, so I, that's primarily what I do. And I run my entire business, all these things I've mentioned to you and more uh, from the iPad. If it's a day that we're not um, working and in school and so forth, certainly we still have technology involved in a lot of the things we that we might do, you know, whether it's something as simple as uh, playing games or, or reading together on these devices, or even if we go outside and we're doing, you know, outdoor activities, there might be ways that we're using our devices, such as, for example, wearing the Apple Watch when we're in the swimming pool uh, or, you know, taking a walk and using the, the features of Apple Fitness Plus. Now, we also, um, when it comes time to um, food, uh, either delivery or preparation or going places, uh, we certainly can use our technology then. So we could ask Siri to uh, take us to, you know, a nearby uh, Mexican restaurant, for example, or Italian, whatever food you like. And, uh, you know, at this point, we don't have to do that locally because we know where things are. But it's it's nice to know that you have that option. Um, we also can, um, thanks to uh, apps like Grubhub and DoorDash, we now have DoorDash in our area. Uh, we're a bit of a rural area, but we now have DoorDash. And so there are several restaurants on there that we, you know, can easily order food and have it delivered, you know, within the hour and uh, contactless. They just leave it at the door for you. And, and you know, we've been known to do that a few times already since it's become available uh, in our area. If we want to cook something, you know, maybe we need to get the groceries and we certainly use various apps um, for grocery lists. And, and certainly it, they're always going to be apps that are compatible with our smart devices. And so whether we want to use Siri or Google or the other lady at a given moment, we can use any of those to add items to our grocery list. Uh, when we're shopping in the store, we can use our watch or our phone to, uh, you know, to keep track and mark things off as we purchase them. Um, and, and certainly with food preparation as well, whether it's using an app like Paprika Recipe Manager um, to actually, you know, get the, the uh, cooking instructions and so forth, or whether it's uh, just for using timers. Um, you, can, you can set multiple timers on HomePods. You can name your timers. Uh, you can do the same thing on Google. Uh, we're going to do a, a Google presentation next week, and you'll uh, spoiler alert. I really like doing timers on Google because Google automatically assigns different sounds to the timers. So, so if you say that you want a pizza timer, it plays kind of an Italian sounding song when the timer is up. If you say you want a chicken timer, it actually has a chicken clucking and you know different things of that nature. So it's kind of fun uh, to use Google to set timers, but. The important thing is with any of these devices, we can set multiple timers and we can even name them. So we can ask later, you know, how long is left on my baked potato timer or what have you. Um, in addition to all of those things, of course, when it, you know, we are a, a Bible believing family. So we use apps for that, for our Bible studies and, and reading the Bible. Uh, we, we have apps for just about, you know, or ways that we use for just about anything we want to do throughout the day. Even if it's, you know, just to provide us with um, 
music while we're doing other things or, you know, uh, those kinds of things. But I mean, we're, we're always, and my puppy is barking in the background because somebody opened the door and she's uh, thinking that someone's here. And uh, that reminds me of another way that we use technology when we're not home. We have several uh, cameras that can keep us abreast of what's going on in the house. And uh, in particular, we have one that I've not really talked much about because uh, it's not a HomeKit camera, uh, but I am going to do a review of it at some point. It's called the Furbo, uh, and it is a, a, a camera with two-way audio and with barking alerts. But the other thing that it can do is it can dispense a treat for the, the, the little furry friend when we're not home. So we can actually instruct the Furbo to dispense. And it kind of does it as a game like it, you know, we'll disperse sometimes one, sometimes five, you know, these sorts of things. And, and so that's a, a lot of fun as well. Uh, speaking of our camera, we also have a, a doorbell, um, which is, you know, a video doorbell and it's app enabled rings on some of our smart displays. And, um, and we can, easily talk to whoever it is and we you know having the smart door lock i mean there's just so many ways throughout the entire day whatever it is that we're doing that technology is an absolutely key part of what we do um and i want to um i want to check the time but okay i'll go for maybe three or four more minutes and then turn things over to one of the other uh instructors i know that i heard it cliff left, but I think he came back. Uh, we've got Sarah and Rita as well. So whichever one of you guys would, would like to go next and talk about kind of a day in the connected digital life for you. But, you know, all the, all the things that we do um, throughout the day and in this in this time, um, you know, where we don't necessarily uh, like to talk about, you know, but sometimes we've had, you know, to go to the doctor. I, I did have COVID back in December doing way better, praise God. But, you know, we can even do that virtually now using our technology when they think you might have COVID, they don't want you in their office and, you know, rightfully so. Uh, but you can do that by, by video. You can see your test results right in an app. Uh, they oftentimes will sync with the Apple health app. Many of the health providers now around the country are doing that. Ours does it. So we can, um, use the Apple health app to access our information. And it's just really, really incredible. All of these things that, uh, you know, that we can do throughout the day. I mean, the obvious stuff, you know, surfing the web, browsing email, but this is, it goes much, much deeper than that. You know, it's about all of your devices working for you. It's about your home being ready for you. When you come home, having it be the temperature that you want, having having the lights on in the, in the position that you want them or knowing whether they're on or off. Uh, as I said, making the coffee automatically or, you know, per your instruction, um, all of these kinds of things. And, and of course they extend to the car with CarPlay. And even if you don't have, even if you don't have CarPlay in your vehicle um, you know, there are other implementations with Bluetooth um, nowadays when we do travel, you know, that's technology is a key part of that because we take a train or a plane, our tickets are on our phones. Um, our uh, you know, we use Apple pay, for a lot of things. And so it's super easy to use Apple pay. Um, the other thing is even with hotels, we stayed at a uh, Hilton hotel over the summer and we were able to use our phone to unlock or even our Apple watch to unlock the, the hotel room door. Um, that's not to be confused with the new um, feature that is being introduced by Apple. That's hotel keys and car keys and, 
house keys that's actually going to be in the Apple wallet. That that wasn't ready yet when we were there this past summer. Uh, but Hilton has its own app and it allows you to, you know, um, use face ID or what have you. And once you have a room, you can go into the Hilton app and you can tap on room key and basically just hold the key up to your hold the phone up to your door and it will unlock. So, you know, same thing with our with our vehicle. Uh, it doesn't have the car key feature yet. Uh, and our vehicle is probably not going to get it because it's a 2015 uh, vehicle, but uh, it's new to us. And it has the uh, the My Chevrolet app. OK, so in that app, we can um, we can unlock remotely and lock our doors. We can uh, start the engine, you know, if we want to cool things down in the summer or warm them up in the winter. Uh, so we can do all of those things from the phone. And I can also see the diagnostic reports. You know, it, it's I can tell I get a text message from our vehicle that it needs an oil change or, you know, that the tire pressure is low. I can see that there's some kind of alert. The other day we got in the car and I said to my wife, I said, you only got uh, two gallons of gas. We need to get gas before we go. So how do you know? You know, but it shows me that in the app. I can see the fuel levels. So the the way that we can integrate and, and the whole point of this particular presentation today is to tell you how many of the ways, and I'm, I'm absolutely certain there are others that I haven't even scratched the surface of, but to tell you how you can make technology part of everything that you do, and it actually does make life easier and more convenient, especially for those of us who cannot see, because we can just take things to a whole new level by, by doing this. And so Rita, Cliff, Sarah, any of you that would like to volunteer to go next and share your thoughts on this and some of the things that you use that maybe I didn't cover or even some of the ones that I did. Hi, this is Sarah. Hey, Sarah, how um, you doing? Good, thanks. Um, thanks for unmuting me. Um, yeah, glad to have you. Yeah, um, I have to say, I mean, I am not as connected, not nearly, not one iota as connected as you are, Matt. And, but what I do find is that, I mean, I have an iPhone, I have an iPad, I have an iWatch, an Apple Watch, I have a MacBook Air, but the thing I use most is my phone. And I can just say that being connected with my phone is amazing just because I, I can ask how to spell something when I'm writing, um, writing something i can ask what what music is playing i can i can i can have a keyboard that's connected to my iphone and i can do it with all the other devices as well but i'm just saying it's so powerful and but i don't have things like thermostats and toasters that will you know talk to my phone or whatever but the connectivity that i do have and I also have an Apple TV. The connectivity I do have is so powerful. And we didn't have this 10, 20 years ago. We didn't have this ability to, you know, check the weather on our phone or, you know, you just like lick your finger and stick it in the air, right? To see which way. Well, the yeah, yeah. You know, and, and, and even though you aren't maybe, as you said, as connected, you know, you're bringing up some really, really good things because they're things that we may do every day. And not even think about how much easier it is, whether it's using, you know, Apple Maps or just how do you spell this word or, you know, the weather. I love I have a weather widget right on the home screen of all of my devices. 
And so I don't even have to open the app. And I love being able to see, you know, yesterday we saw that there was an ice storm warning. And, uh, you know, my wife and kids got the day off today. Praise God. Now the ice is pretty much melted now, but it was a pretty, you know, pretty big threat overnight. And uh, I could see that. But what I could also do, and I love this, and I, I think we talked about it last year at an ACB presentation when it first came out. But I got to talk about it again because it's so cool. When, when they give you like the next hour precipitation, whether it's ice, snow, rain, whatever it is, there is a, um, a voiceover feature in the rotor that will put an audio sound to that graph that you're seeing to better attempt to make it clearer to those of us who can not see. And so you can also get the chart described, but I like just the audio because it'll over the next hour, you know, if, if you hear it and the pitch increase, you know, if you do this and you say play audio and it goes, then, you know, Oh, the rain's going to get harder or the snow's going to get harder over the next hour, you know, which is what we heard last night about the ice. I mean, it just kind of kept going up, you know, but if it goes down, well, then that means, you know, so it, it's, just a really, really cool feature. And as I said, I have mine right on the home screen, an actual weather widget, because it, I can see if there are any severe weather alerts or anything else immediately. Um, you know, I have notifications for it also, but it, you don't even need to wait. You can just look right on there. And just to chime in here. Um, yeah, please do. When, when, uh, when you were describing, you know, some of the things you used, um, I was thinking in my head, oh my God, this is about two years worth of curriculum. <laughs> right. If, I, if we right. were teaching, you know, in a rehab If we were facility. actually teaching how to do it, yes. 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 And I'm like, oh, my gosh. Um, I think what people need to understand is the beauty of the integration and the accessibility of all things Apple. You know, right. I mean, if you just... I don't want to say just, but if you just have a phone, um, the the millions of things that this phone can do to enhance your life, you know, uh, and then when you start adding these other th features and, and devices, uh, for example, I just... Um, I just purchased a connected coffee mug, an Ember coffee mug that works with my app. And it's a Yeah, I didn't even say mug. that one. Yeah, go ahead and tell them. Yeah. And um, it's like, uh, how did I live without this thing? You know, <laughs> 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 and, and, That's funny. And it's, oh, you know, really spoiled. I just unbelievably like, oh, my God. And. and this stuff that enhances our life makes us more independent. Um, just uh, uh, just another example. That, well, um, there, there's just so much to talk about. But if you think of the phone or an iPad as kind of your hub in terms of connecting to iOS, the software. And of course, it all talks, all things Apple, you know, with voiceover talk. And then when you start connecting these other auxiliaries, you know, a, a watch, a HomePod for a speaker, um, an Apple TV for streaming, a, you know, these some of these devices uh, that connect such as lights, locks, garage door openers, cameras, it, it, it goes on and on and on. <laughs> and again, it 
talks for us. And uh, I got to tell you a little story about how this has improved my independence in terms of financial management. Uh, I've got an Apple credit card and I use the Apple wallet app and um, I just booked a, a trip for some people to meet together and uh, I paid for the uh, hotel up front. And so I contacted the people and I said, Hey, um, uh, how do we want to do this? You know, you guys want to, how you want to pay me? <laughs> and, and uh, two of them right away. I mean, it was like within minutes sent me uh, Apple, they use their Apple pay and sent me uh, the money and it went right into my Apple cash and there it's sitting there for me to use. And I can transfer that money to my bank or I could buy something with it and no physical money had to change hands. I didn't have to wait for a check from someone to come through the mail. Um, you know, it just is electronically there and it's accessible. I mean, these other kinds of vehicles that they may or may not be accessible in terms of, you know, like, uh, you know, other pay. I'm just talking about payment systems, Venmo and, and cell uh, and, oh my gosh, I'm to square. And I'm trying to think of these other systems and some are accessible, some are not. Uh, and, but if you know, if it's Apple, it's accessible. <laughs> and it, it just makes your life with the integration and the utilization of these technologies, it makes your, it enhances your life and it makes you more independent, I, I think is the bottom line here. And you can go as far into this as you want to go in terms of things that you want to do. Can I get this connected device to work, you know, my pressure cooker to cook a meal? Can I, can I, can I use a technology for that? So I don't have to ask somebody to set it for me. Can I set the thermostat? Can I check my voicemails? Can I, oh my gosh, just the thousands of things we do every day. If you utilize this technology, it really will make it better for you and it makes you more independent. And I think there's also the, um, Sorry. Um, no, no, go ahead. So, like the photographs, you know, we can take photographs because voiceover tells us how to hold the camera or the iPad or, you know, and, and oh, oh, remember, yes. tells us how remember to hold film? It. Remember film? Right. We, we, it's that ancient <laughs> yep, thing we yep. used to put into yep. all the, oh, we also used cameras. No, and now we just have our iPhone or our iPad and it tells us how to hold the camera how to get the shot in, what we're looking at, and we don't have to actually have usable eyes. Um, right. it, it will tell us these things. And so we can not only be independent in taking pictures and seeing our environment without vision, but we can also see without vision the pictures that other people send us. Absolutely. And that's a huge deal. Um, for independence. Um, the other thing being that when you're riding in somebody's car and you don't know where you're going, you've got GPS. We can listen to voiceover telling us where we're going because we've got all sorts of software, all sorts of, you know, soundscape and um, seeing AI and 
you know, all sorts of GPS things that will allow us to know what's going on around us and which way we're traveling. Um, anyway, that's, that was just, you know, a little addendum to what Rita was saying. Just this, it, it gives you a little bit of your power back, you know, the power that, that we don't have by riding in other people's cars or going to other people, you know, like looking at other people's pictures or even sending pictures or, you know, any of this stuff, just our independence that, you know, it gets ebbed away. We, we can find it. We can find it again with this kind of help. And um, it's not even, I mean, help, is is not help but just this kind of power it's amazing i think that's that's an excellent point sarah i agree with you 100 percent. and i also want to go back to what um rita was saying about how you know you can go as deep deeply into this as you want you know one of the nice things about when we do um home automation setups for customers and so forth is you know that we are using all Apple HomeKit devices, or, you know, sometimes we'll use a Google device or something, but, you know, we're using all of these devices. And so we don't have to force the customer to pay $4,000 right now, you know, to get a whole home, a whole automated home. You know, you could start with one device. I love to start people off if they're a bit unsure what they want to start with or a bit hesitant, you know, I love to start off a customer with a simple, just one single smart plug. And then when they begin to see the power of that, you know, then you can say to them, well, now the real beauty is when they start working together with other devices, you know. Um, I wanted to tell you really quickly, and then I think we're going to go to questions. We might get done early unless Cliff is here and wants to share his also, but I didn't hear whether he's back or not. But um, I wanted to tell you one other thing about, I mentioned the doorbell earlier, and I must confess, we're going to talk about this next week in the Google thing. I, I must confess that it is not an Apple HomeKit doorbell. And the reason for that is because the um, I wasn't prepared or I would have had my, uh, my sound effects ready to go and we would have had an audience gasping there, uh, but I just didn't get it ready in time. But um, uh, we, you know, the uh, the reason that it's not an Apple HomeKit doorbell is because the, those are all wired doorbells and our doorbell wiring is non-existent at the moment. And rather than pay an unspecified amount to a technician, I saw this Nest doorbell on sale and I really, I had had a ring, but I, there were some things I wasn't thrilled with with the ring, but I really love this Nest doorbell. And what I wanted to tell you all about it is that, and we'll talk about it next week more in the Google presentation, but what it does, it rings on the display and I can identify people or I can have my wife and kids identify people so that the next time that person rings the doorbell, it'll say to me, you know, Sarah is at the door or Rita is at the, you know, it'll actually tell me who's there. And of course I can talk with them two way audio, but I also, if, if I am busy at the moment or something, I can have it play an automated message for them that says something like, I'll be right there or no one's home or just leave it like leave the package, you know, all of these kinds of things. It's really, really, um, an awesome solution. So just, yeah, just the, the whole idea that we can build this out pretty much to the point that your, your, you know, imagination is the only limiting factor, uh, in a lot of ways. I mean, there are some things and, and, you know, I deliberately look for this stuff, right. Uh, and I use the excuse that I need to, you know, be able to help customers when, when they want something, but the reality of it is I want it too, you know, so I, I look for this stuff and, you know, um, 
my the, the, the kitchen is honestly the the one that's been the biggest struggle because a lot of the smart appliances are your real big you know, when you only when you buy a new refrigerator or a stove or something, you know, are you getting that? The microwaves, there's a few now, uh, but it's not a huge selection yet. But the coffee maker thing was the easiest thing in the world to do. Um, it was so cool because we didn't need to, you know, we used to have a Keurig and the Keurig doesn't really work with a smart plug because it requires the push of a button to brew the coffee. So anything where you have to push a button or you have to go through menus or something like that is not ideal for a smart plug. You need something very basic and utilitarian, a, a coffee maker that's either always on when it's plugged in or you know that has a hardware on-off switch. So I got a smart plug. Um, which I had already had actually at the time it was, uh, you know, and, and then I got like a, a 15 or $20 coffee maker and, uh, I was able to, you know, for that combined total, you know, about 50 bucks, uh, have myself a smart coffee maker, that coffee, um, uh, that smart plug was, um, about eight or nine years old and finally, uh, quit working just today, actually, okay. uh, the smart plug on our coffee maker. And uh, I had an extra one uh, that we had started out using for our original uh, aquarium, our original fish tank. And since then, we've upgraded to a, a fancier fish tank that actually has its own timer and, you know, sort of automations in it. So my wife said, don't forget, we have that extra smart plug and it's not even a year old. I mean, it's barely been used. And so I said, all right, we'll just, you know, swap that one out. And it took, you know, five minutes or so to change the settings and everything. And now our our coffee maker is good to go again. And that smart plug was only $29. Uh, it's called the Wemo Mini smart plug. It's made by Belkin. It's sold on the Apple store. And I, I actually don't even think it's $29 now. I think it's $24.50, uh, come to think of it, something or $24.95, something like that. So, you know, you can, you can for about $40, $40, $40 or $50, you can have a smart coffee maker that you can control with your voice, that you can control with an app, that you can, uh, and I mentioned to you that I have all three assistants. The coffee maker thing works with Siri and Google for sure. Probably works with the A lady, but I don't really use that one as much as the other two. Uh, so I know it works with Siri and Google. And it even works with automations through the Apple Home app, you know, like on Sunday mornings when we go to church, that'll come on automatically and make the coffee and then turn off when we're ready to leave. As long as somebody's home, if we're away, on vacation or something, then it's not going to come on because it detects that there's nobody there. Um, you know, we could we could go on and on, but I I think you know let's let's go to questions and and kind of let those direct the the last little bit here. And we, as I said, we may end up getting done early. That's okay, but um, let's let's see what questions people have. All right. So to raise your hand on the PC, it's Alt Y. And on the Mac, it's option Y. On your smartphone, it's under the more button. Uh, no, actually, this is a web call. So it's right in the middle of your screen. And then the uh, test on phone, it's star nine. And once I send you the permission to talk, it'll say the host would like you to unmute. Unmuting on your PC is alt A. On your Mac, it's command shift A. On your smartphone, it should... Uh, Unmute button should appear in your lower left-hand corner. And on your landline, it is star six. And let me check. So, um, 
so far, I don't have any hands. Okay, there's Greg. Okay. Greg, I should have sent you an allowed to talk. Hi, um, like you said, my name is Greg. I had a question about the uh, Apple HomePods. Um, what exactly is one and what are they used for? Um, the Apple HomePod is Apple's smart. And, uh, you know, it's, it's Siri-enabled. It's uh, really, really high-quality audio. Um, the, even the HomePod minis, which are the only ones they sell right now, um, are uh, just sound phenomenal. And you can pair two of them together for a, a stereo pair. Uh, you can use them as home theater speakers for your television if you have an Apple TV. And of course, you can play Apple Music on them. And then through, um, if you have other apps on your phone, like like Pandora, for example, uh, you can play those on the HomePod. And through AirPlay, you can play, you know, even other music, Sirius XM or YouTube or whatever you want. Um, and then they also have all of this smart functionality. Um, so you can ask Siri, you know, all kinds of questions, including having Siri control your home if you have the right home kit accessories like we just talked about smart plugs you know so now we can tell siri to turn on the coffee maker or you know the lights or the garage you heard if you were here at the beginning of the call when i yes. asked siri if the garage door was open that was a home pod that responded to me uh when i asked that question so um yeah that's kind of an overview of what they are and uh you know they, they do a great job okay thank you okay thank you diane should be able to unmute. Hello. Hello. Um, yes. Uh, I was just wondering about the garage door. Can you tell me more about that? I'm always afraid my garage door is going to be open or come open or something when I'm not here. So yeah, yeah. So the um the that is made possible through a technology called MyQ, which is made by uh, Chamberlain or LiftMaster, whoever you want to call them today. They're the same company. Chamberlain is the consumer side and LiftMaster is like the pro side. Um, getting that set up, that's one of the slightly more complicated of all the accessories and, and types of things that we talked about. Um, and really, I think it's best done with a technician. Um, if you have a um, garage door that is at least like made in the year 2000 or newer, it's probably already compatible. Um, in our case, the, the opener, you know, when I say the door, I don't mean really the door, but the, the overhead opener unit, you know, right, ours right. was ours was too old. So we had to have it replaced. But again, I just had LiftMaster come out. Um, they did the replacement. They got it on Wi-Fi because there's Wi-Fi built into these opener overhead units now, but wow. not HomeKit. So the guy said, I'll get it on Wi-Fi for you, which is not even something that they normally do. They normally let the customer do that. But, you know, I'm totally blind and I didn't want to have to have my wife or kids worry about it. So I asked the guy very nicely and he was very compliant and very willing. So they put it on Wi-Fi mm -hmm. so that by the time he left, I could use the MyQ app to open and close the garage door. Then I added the Chamberlain Home Bridge uh, which is the home kit piece of the puzzle. And all I had to do was plug that into a wall outlet in the same general area. It doesn't have to be physically connected to your router or to an overhead unit or anything, just nearby. 
And, you know, there was some setup to walk through in the app. Again, it was not the easiest of all of them that I've ever done. Um, but we did it. My son and I did it, you know, in probably about a half hour or less. And so now it's fully HomeKit enabled, which is what allows me to ask Siri. And, you know, some people don't take that extra step to go with the home bridge. They just leave it. You know, you still have Wi-Fi and you can still use the app, which was accessible enough that you could, you know, use it to open and close your door. Um, yeah. and, and set alerts if it's been left open or something. But, you know, I, I wanted to say, is it possible to send, have it send you an alert when it opens during yeah, the so, and, and, and it will, especially, especially in, if it's in HomeKit, if it's in HomeKit, the Apple Home app alerts me every time the garage door is open or closed. The Chamberlain MyQ app, um, depending on the model of what you buy in, as far as the, the opener, uh, it can either alert you after a specified time, like if it's been left open for five minutes, or some of them even auto close after a period of time. My parents have one that um, just a different model of my queue, but it's you know generally the same thing. And theirs will automatically close if it's been left open for more than you know two or three minutes. The total price uh, that it cost me, and remember, I didn't have the right overhead unit, so I had to have everything replaced except the physical door and you know that stuff. Um, right. The total that it cost me, I want to say, was around four hundred and fifty, maybe five hundred dollars to get it fully automated. That included the home bridge with HomeKit. That included the technicians' fee. That was everything. Um, you know, and that's an overhead opener. Right. That was all included. Yep. Wow, yep. that's not bad. That's no, bad. no, I didn't think so either. Not for what I that, needed. You know, if, and yep. was labor, labor, and everything. That was labor and everything. Yep. Wow, that's not bad. Okay. All right. Well, thank you very much. Not a problem. Thank you. And it was, it was what? Liftmaster? Chamberlain? Yeah. Yeah. I would look up the name Liftmaster because as I said, Chamberlain are like the ones that you buy yourself and do them. And, and the Liftmaster is the name for the professionally installed one. So if you want an installer, it's Liftmaster. And, and that, but it is Chamberlain is the company. They even have a, like I found my installer by just calling their 800 number Okay. And following the prompts to, you know, find a nearby uh, LiftMaster dealer, you know, and then I just gave him a call directly and, you know, we set it up. He did everything in one day, too, by the way. Like, I thought yeah. he would have to come out and measure and give me a quote. Now, he's like, nope. He's like, I, I can do it all in one day. And, you know, yeah. It was, yeah. And it was called, it was, uh, you said, what was the other thing? My Q? That's yes. My Q is the name of, of Chamberlain or LiftMaster's um you know, Wi-Fi enabled technology. And so you want to make sure that whatever opener they give you, and there are other choices you can make, you know, is it belt driven or chain driven? Does it have a battery backup? All that kind of stuff. But, you know, wow. the main thing you're going to be concerned about is that it's got Wi-Fi built in. That makes things a lot easier. <laughs> um, and most of the installers won't deal with the home bridge. Like you'll have to, if you want that home kit, you can just buy that from Chamberlain's website. It's like 49 bucks, but I was including that in what price I said to you. And then, you know, you have to plug that in and you may need some cited help uh, for the, for the install of that. As I said, it wasn't the easiest thing in the world to do because um, you, you basically have to redirect the overhead unit to use that home bridge as its Wi-Fi network instead of your Wi-Fi. So you have to like erase what's in there, you know, but it's a one, it's a set it and forget it thing. I mean, it's, we've had it for several years now, you know, praise God, it was a one-time thing. And so. does any of that technology, does any of the garage door technology you're talking about work with Lady A? Because that's actually the system I use the most. I need to get you know, uh, 
I I feel like there might be a Chamberlain or Liftmaster skill, but that's a great question. You'd have to look that up in the you know Amazon Alexa app because I'll be honest, I'm not sure. I know I looked it up in Google because we have a Nest Hub and it they don't have a Google Assistant um, shortcut for it. Uh, but it does work with Siri. So, you know, my, of course, my HomePods, but even if you were just using your phone or your, you know, any Apple device with Siri. Well, I'm thinking uh, about upgrading my iPad. I was on the call the other night and I was the person that asked what kind of operating system you had to have in the conversation we were talking about. And you said at least 14. And I, I have an old one that doesn't update past 12.5. So I just need to get a new iPad. <laughs> yeah, not a bad idea for sure. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Thank you. Okay. We have. And just um, to. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm sorry. That, that's okay, Linda. Uh, uh, just to clarify, um, it's worth it to make the effort to get these connected devices, if possible, into HomeKit. Okay. Yes. Now, Home HomeKit is an app on your phone. Okay, and it in when you connect these devices through. HomeKit, then you're able to use Siri. It especially works beautifully well with a HomePod speaker that you talk to, okay? And to control these devices. So, for example, if your hands are full and you need to open the garage door, okay, you can just say to your speaker, open this door or if you've fallen and you need to open the garage door for somebody to get in to help you you can say open the garage door with your voice instead of trying to get up to go press a button on a wall to open the garage door same thing with locks same thing with lights um, you know, say you're not feeling well and somebody's bringing you something to eat, you can unlock the door if you have a home kit enabled. Now, that, you know, these systems, okay, the, you know, you've got, <laughs> you've got Amazon's system and its connected devices, you know, that can connect such as, you know, appliances and so forth. Then you've got the Google assistant which is that that's their whole system and there are devices that connect that you can talk to that speaker and then you've got Siri okay and these systems have all evolved and there is some compatibility with them like for example Matt said he's able to use Siri and Google to maybe control something you know or and it, it, it kind of um, I know a lot of the blind population has jumped uh, into Alexa devices because they were they they moved far ahead in terms of uh, speech recognition and speaker connect smart speaker devices um, at a point and the price point was very reasonable to get in. And so a lot of people, there, there are communities of blind people who have, you know, listservs concerned with how you use your Alexa devices. And there are also uh, groups that, you know, Google and, and, and so forth. And the, the one thing to say here, I mean, you're, you're talking to um, Apple, the Apple fan club here. Um, if you 
are looking at some of these connected devices, are, are hooking them up, try to first find something that would work with Siri and HomeKit because the integration is so much smoother than these other systems with Amazon and Google. And that's not to say not to use them, okay? I'm just saying that it, it just works so much more seamlessly to talk to one of your Apple devices uh, to control an appliance or your thermostat or open a garage door. <laughs> you know, if you go through the trouble to get these things set up to then make your life better. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> okay, Pam Coffee, you're unmuted. Yes, I am unmuted. I've been all this time trying not to laugh and make a noise. I know. But, <laughs> uh, but my question is really basic. Um, you mentioned smart plugs. Now, m my question is, is that something you just plug into an existing electrical outlet or is it something that you have to bring in an electrician and connect it with the wiring and all that? No, other it's, uh, no. It, it's, it's the first one. It's the first one. It's really, okay. really simple. Uh, I recommend right now, of course, you know, things change so often in technology, oh, but yeah. I do right now recommend that WeMo that I mentioned, W-E-M-O, and it's the WeMo Mini um, mm -hmm. at about $25 on the Apple Store. And it is, um, it's certified with the uh, underwriter lab, UL certified, which is mm -hmm. a good thing. Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, so it's a very high quality. Um, and you don't even need a separate app. The entire thing can be set up in the Apple Home app. Now, if you do uh -huh. want to control it with a, a different assistant other than Apple, like Google or the A1, then you do yeah. need to download the Wemo app and create a free account. But I mean, that's a real easy thing too. Um, and then, yeah, you just plug this into an existing electrical receptacle, electrical outlet, and then it, it provides an outlet for whatever you want to put into it. And again, you just make sure it's something that's either always on, like a curling iron, or something with a, a hardware on-off switch. If it has to go through like standby modes and menus and stuff, it's not really ideally suited to a smart plug. Okay, got it. Thanks. All right, thank you. Okay, Thomas. Yeah, can you hear me? Yes, we can. Okay, good afternoon from central Pennsylvania. Um, earlier, a gentleman was talking about the ring doorbell, and I recently purchased my fiance, who's legally blind, the ring doorbell. I mean, she can see images and stuff. He was talking about where it can tell you who is at the door, and my question is, Maybe he can tell me how to set that up for her. Um, uh, so that, yeah, that was actually not, that was not the ring. Um, the, uh, by the way, what part of central PA? Cause I'm in central PA. We, we must be fairly close to each other. Harrisburg area. Okay. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Not too far. In fact, we're headed there to visit, uh, my parents, but, um, the doorbell that I was actually talking about was the Google Nest doorbell. Um, the Ring doorbell, there are some things about it. I had had one and I wasn't 100% thrilled with the app. 
um, and with with some other aspects of it. And so, uh, no, it's the it's the Google Nest doorbell. They have a Nest battery doorbell. Um, and you know, the only caveat there being, you got to charge it every so often, you know, uh, take it, uh, you know, a, a piece of it off and take it in the house and charge it. Uh, but it is, um, the one that will allow you if you have a nest doorbell and a, uh, Google nest hub, which is a smart speaker, smart display, uh, the combined total of those two should still be under $200 because the nest hub seems to be on a long-term discount of about 65 bucks. And I think the doorbell was, uh, it's under a hundred anyway. I think I, I, I got it on a little bit bigger of a discount cause I got it over the Christmas holiday, but, um, the, the, uh, the nest, uh, doorbell and then this nest hub or any Google, uh, you know, enabled smart speaker. So it wouldn't have to be, uh, necessarily the Nest Hub, but, you know, Google uh, Nest Mini or something like that. Um, and they will announce then once you have everything set up properly with their Nest Aware uh, service, uh, it will allow you to, you know, when you when somebody comes to the doorbell, it'll say unfamiliar face. And then you can go in the app, figure out who that is and actually put a name to them. And it should start oh. naming those, announcing those names then going forward. Okay. Installation of that's pretty easy, like the ring, I assume. It is. It's very, yep, very, very easy because it's battery. It's not wired and, and it's very simple. My my wife had it done in probably about 15 minutes. Um, yes. Yep. All right, Matthew. Thank you very much for your information, sir. Not a problem. Thank you. Thank you. Stephanie, you should be able to unmute. Hi, Matt, Rita, and the gang. Hi. Uh, hope you guys are doing well today. Yeah. Uh, my question. is. I'm sorry. Can you hear me? We yeah, hear I you. Okay. Yep. I, yes. I, I just think the other gentleman needs to oh, be muted. I, I got yeah. him muted now. Okay. 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 <laughs> my question has to do with the, the Wemo mini plug which i have one and i wasn't aware because i bought it a few years ago wasn't aware it could connect with HomeKit. did i understand that correctly yes yes um if you've already set it up in the wemo app mm -hmm. um i don't know if, if it's a few years ago i don't know if it is one that's compatible with HomeKit, uh -oh. but if it if it is there will be an eight digit code on it. And somebody can tell you that if, if there's an eight digit uh, home kit code. Um, and then, you know, it's, it's probably uh, a matter of, I, I don't know how to, once it's in the, the Wemo app, um, I don't know if the home app automatically sees it. Cause I set mine up from the Apple home app um, mm -hmm. when I got it. And I only added the Wemo app, much later when I wanted to also be able to use it with Google. Uh, mm -hmm. Like I said, if you're just using it with Apple HomeKit, you don't even need the Wemo app really. Um, yeah. So I would, the first step I would do is, is try to find out if there's an eight digit setup code on it for HomeKit. Mm -hmm. um, if there is, then perhaps in the Wemo app, there's an option to add the device to HomeKit. Um, if not, you could always factory reset the device and, and set it up again, which is, you know, mm -hmm. usually 
uh, done by pressing and holding the button on the device for about 10 or 15 seconds. And then um, you could set it up this time in the home app um, because whatever you set up in the home app automatically uh, will, will be added to the Wemo app as well. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, because um, I have uh, it set to the um, Amazon Echo device and I like it, but that skill is sometimes a little iffy. Um, yeah, it's yeah. So, um, yeah, the way it works with Apple is is flawless, and yeah, the nice thing is you can do automations with it and so forth too. So yeah, mm-hmm. it's worth considering. And as I say, if you need a new one, there, there's a twenty five dollars on the Apple Store. You know, it's mm-hmm. a very yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It's it would be worth it. So well, yeah, yeah. Great job as usual. Thank you all. And, Thank you. Okay. Um, Area code twelve oh one. I just sent you to ask to unmute. Hi, it's Lisa G. Hi, Matt. Hi. Thank you. I, I was ill last week, so I couldn't get back to you. But um, I wanted to know. Um, I'm glad you talked about the Nest and um, the Ring doorbell because I was going to go. I had gotten another doorbell from somewhere else. It was like well something. I forgot. And then I found out I had to register with Hong Kong and give them my information. And I sent it back. I wasn't comfortable with that. <laughs> I want oh, to say okay, America. okay. It was like, I want to say in America, it had good reviews. And then I found out there's a lot of phony good reviews and went out of China. So it was just like, it was better. So I, I'm debating and I'm glad you're having this phone call. So um, I have an Alexa. So can the Google Nest doorbell work with my Alexa? I doubt it. Um, I, I've not seen any information uh, about that. Now, that's not for sure. Um, the easiest thing mm-hmm. for you to do would be to search the the Alexa app to see if there is a Nest skill. Um, but uh, I don't know if it would be full compatibility. Uh, we're actually going to be doing a call next Friday on the Google devices specifically, which, you know, we'll have more information and more things to discuss specifically about that. As I said, I've got all three. You know, we have Siri, we have Google, and we have the A1. And my my two favorites are Siri and Google. They all have, each one has its strengths and, you know, its, its good points. Uh, and they're all very similar at this point in time. There's none of them that's, you know, leaps and bounds ahead of the others anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. it just kind of comes down to what you like. There's certain characteristics of, well, of course I love Siri because it's Apple. Um, and, and then there are certain characteristics of Google that I just prefer, but it, you know, uh, I really like the nest. I will say the nest doorbell versus the ring doorbell. I really, really like the nest. I wasn't thrilled with the ring. Now the ring in fairness may have improved because I was using a first generation ring and they're up to what, three or something, you know? So there may be things that it does that mine didn't do, but I also was not thrilled with the ring app. It was relatively usable, but not perfect with voiceover. And there were things about it that I didn't care for. And sometimes I would have connectivity issues with the ring that I'd go into the app and it would just load and load and not actually, you know, bring me what I needed with the, um, with the Google Nest one, it just seems to really work well. The app is fully accessible. Uh, the app, I, the layout of the app, is, eh, I don't know, but it works. It's fully accessible. Um, so it might be something to consider 
uh, you know, even if it meant having to get another smart device, um, they, as I said, the Nest Hub is 60, I think I've seen it for $64. The the Nest Mini is even less than that. It's not a display, it's just a speaker, uh, but it will do the announcements of people at the door and so forth as well. Right. Those are like 30 some dollars for the Nest Mini, you know, little hockey puck speaker. Right, and so right. So it may yeah. be worth it uh, just to have the, you know, get the speaker connected for the doorbell. Do you know what I mean? And you could just yeah, use it for that. Right. And then you could. So Who's it's that not speaker? that expensive. What's your name again? Uh, I'm Rita. Hi, Rita. Thank you, Rita. I appreciate Hi. that, Rita. Thank you, Matt. Sure. Because, uh, you know, I think, um, and it might be nice, too, because if I'm working out of Alexa, it wouldn't interrupt if somebody was at the door and it had a Google um, Hub or Mini they could just announce the doorbell and not interrupt my Alexa, what I was doing on that. Correct. Right. Correct. Exactly. And it's a, it's another uh, a useful speaker. I mean, it's amazing what you, I, I have the Google uh, minis and um, you know, I'm talking to it all the time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> How does it compare to Alexa in terms of, uh, because I find, Alexa gives me more information than Siri. When I ask Siri a question, it goes, this is what I found on the web. I don't want to have to go to the web. I want you to just answer me. And Alexa just... Honestly, Google is going to be the best of all three of those because it's Google. Yeah, because it's Google. So, you know, it's you're Googling. I mean, it it will give you whatever you can get, you know, uh, the Google search, and you're going to get that. And it it, all the websites that tie into that. So, yeah, it it is actually the best of the three in that that area. Thank you. You solved my yep. problems because my son has the nest and he doesn't. And I thought if he doesn't have a ring, I tried to ask him like, no, they wanted, they wanted the nest and um, they're happy with the nest ring, the nest doorbell that they have. Thank you. I really appreciate your assistance. Not a problem. Okay. Um, area code 754. I just sent you permission to talk. Hello, this is Monica. Can I ask a quick question? You sure can. Okay. Is this call recorded so that I could listen to it another time? Um, I believe that it is. Linda, is that is that right? Will that be in the archives? It should have been recorded. I don't know with the problem I had at the beginning if it's still recording or not. Oh, okay. I see. But okay. it, it, I think, it can, I think it what I was, is, and I imagine Cindy made sure that was on before she left. So. Yeah, I think when Cindy promoted me to panelist, it said it was being recorded. Right. I think I heard that message. So, yeah. Okay. Okay. And where, where do I find it? Um, that I would recommend you email or contact Cindy. To ask her that question because I really don't know. Okay. Okay. Um, it, I'll do some, that. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, sorry, but... I think sometimes Matt's calls are replayed on media and so forth later on, but um, she's the one that would mm-hmm. know the answer to that question. I apologize. Cindy. Okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. All right. Thank you very much. Okay. That looks like our last hand. That's it. Okay. All right. Well, then, um, 
as I said, next week, we are going to be talking a little bit more about some of these Google devices for those who are interested in that, the Nest Hubs, the Nest Doorbells, and a few other things. We do want to thank you for joining us today. And we would love for you to visit our website at www.ttjtech.net. That's TTJ, Tango, Tango, Juliet, and then the word tech, T-E-C-H dot N-E-T. Really everything you want or need to know can be found there. We are only uh, not even well, almost just a little over a week away from starting a new uh, free class on using the iPad. And uh, that is uh, our iPad for all computing, kind of our flagship course, really. And it is completely free. Uh, we, there's still time to sign up for that. Uh, we do have a, uh, a podcast, a YouTube channel, um, and as well as free and paid training. So we would love for you to check out our website. God bless you. And thanks for joining us. I want to say a big thank you to Sarah, to Rita and to Cliff. I don't know if he's here, uh, for, for joining today. And, uh, thanks so much, uh, to Linda, everybody for taking care of us there. Uh, Anthony for streaming and, uh, have a great weekend. Everybody we will see you back here next week.